All about video games and craft beer. I'm Ben, and I'm here with Lucy. Hello. Hey. Hey. I'm happy. Good. Good. Yeah. It's, it's almost bank holiday. Well. What kind it, of is, I suppose? It's kind of started. As soon as you leave work, it started for me. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. I've got cake. In my pyjamas. Oh. Cake? Some beer. Yeah. At the same time as beer? Or after? Why not? <laughs> oh nice that looks good so much icing I'm going to be so <laughs> hyper oh, icing's it's almost the best part no almost. it is the best part <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> depends what kind of cake it is I suppose anyway mm, true. Anyway, we're not cake and video games <laughs> we're beer and video games so we're going to drink some beers we're going to talk about some video games we're also going to talk about some absurd beer news too um, but let's start with our beers and what we're drinking lucy mm. what have you got to start with to start with i've got a cloud water beer oh it is the dipper enigma 8.5 percent is that the multicolored striped labeled it one? is mm. it is and spoilers for later on in the uh podcast i've actually got the dipper citra enigma to Ooh. drink so i'm thinking should I drink them one after the other, or should I drink them side by side to compare ooh, and contrast? Ooh. It might be a good idea to, yeah, to to have a little comparison at first, mm. and then stick with one perhaps, and I then agree. jump back to the other. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So one's obviously got citra hops in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll read the back of the just the Dipa Enigma first. Uh, this dipper features a 50-50 split of oats and golden promise malt for a big body and a rich, luscious mouthfeel. Enigma leads the 25 grams per litre dry hop charge, backed up by Vic Secret and New Season Amarillo. 8.5. The other one also 8.5. And this one reads, uh, This dipper features both Citra and Enigma. In a 25 grams per litre dry hop, backed up by mosaic in the whirlpool. We fermented with New England yeast for bold stone fruit flavours to back up the hop charge. So, I don't know. Let's see if I can taste any difference. Mm. Mm. Also, At least from their description, mm. it suggests there should be you know, quite a difference. Yeah. I mean, one uses oats. which Yeah, mm-hmm. the first one uses oats, so I'd imagine smoother creamy mouthfeel yeah and this one's got mosaic so that i imagine that might be a little bit fruitier yes yeah good predictions to Mm, go on i'm gonna be completely wrong aren't i (laughs) 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 this one tastes like a stout (laughs) oh at least it's smooth and velvety yeah nice nice how about you um i'm gonna start with um a lost and found uh, American pale ale. I believe it's called Faux Mosaic. It's 5.2%. Uh, 
it has got Marisotta times two, Crystal 30, Boil Hop, Pilgrim CO2. Crystal 30, Boil Hop. Never heard of that one. Uh, the hops are Qnot Simcoe Mosaic. Uh, the yeast is WLP001. Uh, yeah, I've seen these guys around a little bit. I don't mm. think I've had anything from them before. I've only ever seen oh, maybe really? two of their beers uh, down down in Bristol. Yeah. Uh, again, as we were talking about previously, about you know different breweries coming into to shops and stuff. Oh. Mm. Um, it yeah. might just be that I've just gone into the bottle shop at the you know the wrong time. They've had other beers in there and they've all just you know gone. So. Yeah, I, I think I might have had that beer. I might even have it to drink. Okay. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I recognise the uh, the patterns on it. But um, the one thing, I've had a, a few of their beers. Mm. Um, they do a lot of like pale ales and um, light, lighter beers. Yeah. Um, I think I had a, them, I think it's called Icy Mango or something like that. I think I had that earlier today. <laughs> Maybe but, um, I can't. I can't even remember, and that was like two hours ago. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like straight out of work, just like right bit. Yeah, basically. But um, the one thing I, the one little criticism I would have, and this is very uh, superfluous to say, but um, the the names of the beers can sometimes be a bit hard to discern and to track down. Mm. Um, they're very. I don't know how to explain it, but they use a lot, like a lot of ones and zeros and binary numbers yes, and yes. stuff like that on their can art and and the names. So it's sometimes it's a bit hard to track down the right beer. But otherwise, I've pretty much enjoyed every single one I've had from them. Mm, mm. Yeah, I I'd agree. The the artwork on the can is is pretty um, chaotic. Uh, maybe not the artwork as such, but at least the information or where the information kind of is. Mm. Um, you know they've got a lot of text on the bottom, but there's lots of um, there's lots of dashes, there's lots of colons, hyphens everywhere. You know they've got four lines of text, and it doesn't always look like um, you know they they carry on from sort of the line before. Yeah. And um, it's very and busy. It, it is very busy. It gives you a lot of information. You know you've got the IBUs, ECB, EBC, Plato's, and the yeah, Volco two. Okay. Tells you, you know, know that it's got some allergens. <laughs> um, it's unfiltered and vegan product. Retains some natural haze. Um, doesn't give you any flavour text at all. Mm. Um, so I'm going into this cold. Apart from sort of you know, knowing roughly what the um, what the hops are going to be like. Yeah. That that cloud water. That's kind mm. of that's that's classic cloud water colour. Yeah. Um. Let me hold them both up for you. But uh, yeah, it's definitely hazy, mm. uh, orange, um, uh, lightish amber. Yeah. Not quite straw. Um, the dipper, Enigma, Enigma only, that poured with a much better head. Okay. Um, the other one just completely dissipated. Which for an eight point five percent beer, it's understandable, but yeah, it's just weird how even similar looking beers that can have so many different characteristics. Like this one's a lot more carbonated than the uh, 
Citra one. I'm gonna get so confused by the <laughs> end of this podcast. <laughs> I was just gonna just gonna <laughs> say so the, the Enigma, the non Citra one, yes. um is the one with the bigger head, uh the mm-hmm. one that's got oats in it. Yes. <laughs> yes. The non citra with the with the is the one with the oats, yeah. And the one with the uh yeah. thick secret and amarillo. Mm. Smells delightful, both of them. Yeah. Very fruity. Hmm. 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 Tasting them both. Yeah. In terms of the alcohol, you can definitely taste um with the citra one, it's definitely more malty and you're getting more sweetness from the alcohol. Okay. Whereas with um the other one, this is much lighter in taste. You, you wouldn't be able to tell it's eight point five, whereas with the mm. other one you might have an indication. Yeah. Um, I'd say, strangely, um, the one with the oats feels a bit lighter body. I don't know if that's due to like the alcohol and the sweetness from the alcohol. It feels a bit more heavy in that sure. sense. But the one with the oats feels slightly lighter in that sense. So, mm. um, but the one with the uh, Citra. I think the the citra and the mosaic that you could definitely taste, like the stone fruits on that. It's a lot more fruity. Yeah. Um, whereas the other one's probably a bit more bitter. It's got it's got a bit more bitterness on it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, the the one with the citra it reminds me of like classic cloud water, like last few summers. Yeah. Just having that on draft and knocking about six back and not knowing where you are <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm not a, I'm not an expert in any way, so it's very small differences. But regardless of which one you pick up, it's going to taste like a familiar cloudwater beer. It looks like mm. a familiar cloudwater beer. It's hazy. Um, they smell fruity. Um, you can, I can even tell that standard cloud water yeast as well yeah which you probably will come accustomed to if you've drank a lot of cloud water but there's no way to describe it as such it's just so you know the yeast um from cloud water but yeah they're both knockout beers nice yeah nice. so i'm gonna let you take over before i confuse myself <laughs> even more <laughs> um you when you're um whilst you're going to be drinking now mm. Yeah. Are you going to stick with one, or are you going to sort of sample both? Still? I'll sample. I'll keep sampling mm. uh, for now, but then I'll probably stick with one. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, this faux mosaic, lost and found. What was it? What did I say? It was five point two percent? It's it's mm. super light, really light, really refreshing. Uh, I expected being kind of an American pale out a little. A little more from the, like the hops. Um, you're not getting this big punch of, of hops, which kind of mellows into this, you know, into a pale ale, into something that's nice and, and light, and that doesn't have sort of like a big bitterness to it. Um, but it's 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 very refreshing. You kind of the nose and the flavour are, are really similar. Mm. Um, you're getting a little bit of. Um, uh, kind of those tropical fruits, a little bit of citrus, not a huge amount, 
the thing that kind of pushes through a little bit more is is it's quite piney. Um, it, it's not not quite earthy. It's not not going anywhere near that kind of far. Yeah. But there's this sort of this piney kind of note to it, mm-hmm. uh, which is yeah. really nice along with the kind of like the slightly more citrus, um, you know, fruits that are kind of backing it up. Um, it's so super easy to drink, like it, ridiculously so. Um, and I, I, it's just one of the kind of those beers that I think would be easy, really, really easy to have mm-hmm. you know, a lot of. <laughs> I'm not going to put a number on it. You could drink this all day. Yeah. It's it, it, it's that that light, you know. There's mm. almost no bitterness uh, okay. in the finish yeah. whatsoever. So it's um, you know, you kind of you get a little bit of that bitterness that comes through with that kind of piney mm-hmm. flavour as well. Yeah, and it does linger a little bit, and it's quite dry, but it goes really quickly, mm. and you're you're kind of left with just a nice refreshing, almost citrus kind of aftertaste yeah almost yeah oh, oh. no it sounds good I, I mean I'm sure I have that ready when waiting for me so yeah looking forward to it yeah nice yeah yeah should we should we stick with beer yes let's get this out before I have too many <laughs> yes so you um you shared a an article a news article about um, an advert from Heineken, <laughs> yeah. which has since been pulled by Heineken from being shown. Mm. Because it's been pointed out to them, it might be slightly racist. Just a little, just a little, yeah. Um, yes. I mean, it'll still be available to watch, even though it's been pulled. I don't know when it... um actually got aired but um I'm, i i imagine it's a very quick turnaround from it being aired and it being pulled i think someone called chance who's a rapper i don't know who this person is i think that's the yeah the the um the news article would suggest that's yeah. his full title chance the rapper chance the Rap- i don't think they're saying it's him and then giving his job yeah he's called chance the rapper <laughs> is that yeah. is that uh, yeah. right okay um People who are much younger than me probably know who this guy is, but anyway, <laughs> but um, it it's basically he pointed out. Okay, this I don't want to, you know, give this advert any more exposure than it should have. Mm. But it's kind of racist. Um, it's probably about a thirty-second advert. Yeah, if that. And yeah. to describe it, um, it's <laughs> what's really a. Ironic is that I'm sure it's like reggae music in the background. It is. <laughs> anyway, um, it's a bartender. Um, don't know where they are. Some holiday destination somewhere in the sun. Um, he's at the bar. He picks up a Heineken, everybody's favourite drink. And what he does <laughs> is he slides it down the bar to an unknown destination. As it's sliding down the bar, it passes... Um, who's the first person it passes? Is it some bloke or something like that? I know there's a bloke with... Oh, um, I don't remember. I was thinking about the woman with glasses, with sunglasses on. Hmm. was the first person, but maybe there's someone else. But it passes a... Uh, a... A bloke on the guitar. Yep. And... 
a woman walking by and yep. somebody else. And it finally gets to a woman at the end of the bar and she picks it up. She starts drinking it. And in most other contexts, <laughs> this would be a fine way to advertise your beer. It's like, here you go, love. Here's a nice, refreshing Heineken yep. in the middle of paradise. Um, but where it gets problematic is that the free people it passes... <laughs> sorry, it's too funny. The free people it passes um, are black. And um, the person at the end... I'm not, I'm not sure what kind of a... what race she is, but she has fairer skin. Yep. And the uh, tagline at the end of the advert says, um, sometimes lighter is better. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's so absurd. It's so absurd. <laughs> it's uh, I, I saw I saw this at work um, earlier today, uh, in the canteen with my friend, just having breakfast, and it was just like you know the tagline like BBC News or something like racist advert, and I was like, oh, okay, what's this? You know, is it was a KFC advert with only black people? It's like that makes sense, but it's just like <laughs> I was like, no, this is. This is far more disturbing. <laughs> I was like, oh I no. I think you'll find everyone was affected by the KFC outage. Yes. <laughs> Everybody. But um but yeah, it's uh it's it's quite astounding that not only did this you know, someone sign off on this, thought mm. this was a good idea, um thought the message that they were conveying because the the message that they were trying to convey is that I think this is like 99 calories or something like that. Yeah, so like so a, it's, it's light, a light beer. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, but aside from the fact that this is just racist as hell, but um, it's just the fact, why would you want to alienate like some of your market? And mm. I'm talking both ways. It's like saying that sometimes lighter is better. Does that mean light is never the favourable way to be? Like, you know? <laughs> Only sometimes. Yeah. And vice versa, it's like... Yeah, yeah. Why is it only sometimes? Why is it at all? Why yeah, is... why is it better to... Exactly. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it's like, surely we should all just enjoy a bit. And it's like, you're possibly alienating like a lot of your clientele because Heineken is big in like lots of areas in Africa mm. where... There are black people, obviously, and it's like, why would you do that just from a financial point of view, not even from a moral standpoint? It's just, it's just, I thought Pepsi's advert was bad, but this, this, wow, (laughs) this takes it to all new levels. I mean, it's, it's one of those where this must have got past, you know, someone obviously came up with this idea. Yeah. And on paper, it probably sounded great because you, that, you know, maybe on paper when it was first conceived, they hadn't said, oh, it's going to pass four black people, and then it's going to get to someone of much lighter skin. You know, it, it may not have been of, of, of laid out like that. Mm. And they came to film it, and maybe when they were editing, they've cut it down, they've only used maybe three or four shots. Perhaps they thought they were trying to be a bit more inclusive. Um, you know, there's, there's a black guy playing guitar, there's a couple of black women who are sort of you know, lounging against the bar or walking past and everyone's mm. having a good time at this party and, uh, you know, it gets to a woman at the end as well. It's, it's you know, it's not all blokes in the advert. And maybe 
kind of you know through editing it, it got to the the state that it currently is or maybe there's a you know maybe there's a much longer advert because you know we occasionally mm, get things yeah. like on youtube where you get a two minute advert or a, a, a one minute advert rather than kind mm-hmm. of like a 30 second clip that you often see like on tv and maybe there's a much longer advert where you know there's a lot more people that it, it passes and yeah it's not so you know this this kind of this undertone to it isn't as blatant and maybe you know the undertone isn't there in a in a, a longer unedited I, kind of I, version I, 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 but I, I don't yeah, I, I think no matter how long the advert is, if it was a hundred black people, it's just like it still, it still has the same message. The only way they could have made this even more offensive if it was fat black people that it was passing by, and it was a thin, oh, fair skin woman. That's the only way this could have been more offensive. I suppose every, at least everyone that it passes is fashionable. Yes. Yes. Oh dear. Oh, I just. I mean, like you know, as we were saying, it it must have passed. Whoever came up with the idea, whoever mm. then whoever then went out and made the advert and recorded it and then edited it, and then it must have gone back to Heineken. Someone there, even if it had come from an ad agency, someone at Heineken, maybe not one person. You know, a company such as Heineken must have several people that this must be signed off yeah, by yeah. to to be put out there. It's- and. It's just how how can you be so ignorant, you know? It's like... Exactly, exactly. I, I I guess that maybe they're, you know, they're not thinking, yeah, in that kind of way. Yeah, they're just like yeah, that's... cool advert, great. Sounds, I mean, looks good. Yeah. What's more, pro- I mean, these things happen, you know, and I don't know how they still happen, but they do. And mm. as you say, it's probably gone through a lot of people. Maybe a higher up said, "This is a good idea. I'm sticking with it." Yeah, you know pushed on for that idea and then it just got signed off or something like that and other people may have been pushing back internally who knows but um it's it, it it's heineken's response to it um it was a this is an apology but it's not really an apology they were basically saying look um they they kind of danced around it it was definitely mm. the message that they wanted to convey and they're just basically saying we've taken on the feedback we're so- sorry for some people took offence to it yeah um, and I don't know whether there's a longer uh, statement mm. but um, from at least from Sky News the part of the statement they've used um, they said while we feel the ad is referencing our Heineken light beer we missed the mark are taking the feedback to heart and will use this to influence future campaigns so it's kind of oh there is a little bit more there there is a little bit more Mm. Um, it says the company went on to say it had a long and this is the quoted part, positive track record for creating marketing that shows there's more that unites us than divides us. I mean, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Beer unites everyone, but... um, Well, yes. Yeah. Your advert could essentially just be a fist with a beer slamming towards the camera being, here's a beer. Done. Done. But it's, just like, it's just like there's so many other and easier ways to convey that lighter is better, you know? And many other beer companies have done it. Well, you know, it's it, it's it was intentional. For me, I think it was intentional. They they knew what they were doing. Whether it was malice in nature or not is not for me to decide, but the consequences mm. are still the same. Yeah. This is a racist ass advert and it's like <laughs> <laughs> good take it down and for people who say oh no it's not it's like i wish i could be as ignorant as you but <laughs> life hasn't afforded me that so i'm sorry but you're wrong yeah. 
<laughs> a good point to sort yeah. of to, to finish on. Um, <laughs> we'll try and uh, in the description link the Sky News article because they've mm. got like an embedded video in it. So even if it's been yeah, taken it, down and it's been removed, it's still kind of embedded it. in hilarious. that. So you'll see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It is hilarious. It is. It's. it's, it's I mean, it, as we were saying earlier, it's kind of, it's absurd to the point yeah. of hilarity, isn't yeah. it? Really. Yeah. It's one of those where you kind of just hang your head, kind of in way. shame yeah. almost, and just just <laughs> yeah. chuckle, really. But uh, but it, it's it's good that people are still calling them out as well. Yeah, and they've responded quickly. Yep. And I'm sure you know PR probably didn't want to say yes that was a bad call on us they probably wanted to you know dance around the issue mm. fair enough they're a massive company mm. Completely. Fair, fair enough you know these things happen yes they do. I'm not saying boycott Heineken enjoy your Heineken in, in the sun to your reggae music but just be aware that <laughs> this happened yeah. <laughs> yeah and there are very stupid people out there <laughs> and these people could be anyone True. lurking around the corners. True. But managing your bank account. Who knows? It also, <laughs> you know, how many people would have actually seen that advert? Uh, you know, not everybody kind of watches mm. telly or, or watches YouTube. Uh, people just, you know, buy Heineken kind of as their beer of choice. Yeah, uh, this, they're not I don't sort even of know influenced by kind of advertising and stuff, mm. and they might miss this advert completely, and they also might miss the backlash. You know, maybe they don't yeah. look at beer news. Maybe they don't know who Chance the Rapper is, so they wouldn't have seen him talking about it. Mm. You know, there's there's absolutely tons and tons and tons of people out there who just will never have have heard about this issue arising. Mm. It's the same as when we were talking about um, like Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yeah, tons yeah. of people had no idea about the like loot box controversy that was surrounding it and it you know it didn't sell as well as as they wanted it to but it still sold a ton of games yeah so you know we're kind of i suppose in that position that we mm. absorb quite a lot from you know from this realm yeah i suppose to be able to to commentate on it and probably a lot of our listeners have, have, have you know maybe already seen it or have, have heard other chatter yeah, kind of about I'd it li- but I'd like to know I think I'd like to know where it was actually distributed what well, like maybe if it was distributed in a certain region or something like that who knows I don't mm. know yeah yeah I don't know I, I think in the statement they said they'd been it had been pulled from all um, markets all regions, isn't, isn't like, the right word yeah regions something like that yeah. yeah yeah so he's obviously gone out a little way about it so mm. yeah 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 Oh well. Oh well. Oh, well. Um, before we before we sound like SJW podcast, <laughs> let's talk about a game. Let's talk about Florence. Yay! Yay! You played it. I did play it. I did. You've already spoken about it. I did. Yeah. Oh my god! What a fantastic little game. I'm so happy to hear that. It's it's just it's so good. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, for anyone that kind of hasn't heard um, when Lucy was describing the game to us, um, it's a mobile game. It's now on Android, which is, which is how I was able to play it. Um, came out on iOS at the beginning of the year, January at some point. Yeah, I think it was. It might have been like Valentine's Day or something. Okay. Just apt. So uh, you know, not there. not that long ago, really. No, no. Um, but it it tells a story 
um, of uh, a girl and kind of her first love, I guess, and her life leading up to it, her life during her first love. Um, and it does so in a way that has you interacting with the story and doing certain things. Um, so, for example, she wants to do some drawing and you swipe your finger across the screen to unveil uh, uh, the picture that she has drawn or you know try not to give too much of the story away um, a box will appear in front of you and you have to swipe your finger to open the box and then choose different things from that box to be within the environment so it tells you the story but it really gets you into making choices as well you know not big choices, not choices that affect the story in any way, mm. but it invests you kind of in what you're doing through very simple ideas, through very simple mechanics. And I just felt that, you know, what was it? Maybe two and a half hours, if that? How long did you take to play this? I don't <laughs> maybe it, was it was like that. half an hour. <laughs> Is it half an hour? I, I played it over maybe like four sittings, so maybe it oh, seemed okay. a lot longer yeah. than, um, yeah, than it's, actually... It's like it took me about forty minutes or something. Okay, like that. I mean, okay. if you if you you know enjoying the like the music and mm. everything like that, and want to take your time, then yeah, definitely. I just wanted to see oh, what's the next mechanic, what's the next puzzle, and everything like that. So, but I'd say probably on average, probably fifty minutes. Yeah, for the, so it's an hour. Average so player. An hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I probably played it in that, but I think I'd because I because I thought it was shorter I kind of started it and mm-hmm. because I've just moved house I uh, you know maybe 10 minutes later after the first act I was then pulled away to go and do something um so I then returned to it so yeah it probably seemed a lot longer than um, than it actually was but it well it's a shame that it wasn't a little bit longer as soon as it finished I'm kind of thinking to myself that's a really good point to finish but I want to play some more please yeah yeah I was a bit conflicted like that I was um Thinking that it's just begun, but it was yeah. just. A, but when you look back at it retrospectively, it's like yeah, that was a nice, mm. tight little package. Completely, you know, wrapped yeah. Up pretty. And well. I, I, you know, yeah. In retrospect, I reflecting on it, I don't think I needed to see kind of where it went next. Mm, yeah. Um. You know. The message was conveyed and. The mo- you know, and it's like, I get what this is about, and mm. it's very bittersweet, and yeah. So, I think if it had added any more, it might have. I don't. I wouldn't say tarnish it, but it's like at the same time, it's like how many more mechanics, like which are ingenious. I think, by the way, mm. um, could you end up add on to that and keep adding value to like the story? Yeah, yeah, very much, and they only use the mechanics maybe once and a couple were used twice but you know maybe towards the start of the game and then yeah. they came back around to them sort of more yeah. towards the end um i remember you saying about the the speech bubbles and how you know when when speech and conversation becomes easy between florence and i forget the guy's name me too i shouldn't but um oh, no it's gone i only played i only finished it today <laughs> yeah i didn't remember his name when i was speaking about it Oh no. Uh, anyway, but when yeah. they're when they're talking, you know, you know, conversation becomes easy between them because you're fitting these puzzle pieces into this this speech box, and there's maybe yeah. five or six with the first couple of boxes, and then it gets down to three, and you know that 
suddenly you know between them conversation is flowing and it's easy and what you're doing is very quick and you know their conversation has mm. got to sort of that point and, and suddenly it kicks to like you know when it says six months later and they're you know you've you've missed a chunk of their relationship i guess but it, it goes to a, a significant point in their relationship yeah. and and moves from there um, and i think they did that really well that they didn't kind of mm-hmm. linger too long in in any point um and as we say they only used the mechanic maybe once or twice in some yeah, instances and, um, so they didn't what, have to mm. constantly roll them out just to yeah. like fill space and what's interesting is that like sometimes when it was used the second time around it was actually used to subvert mm. what it was used for the first yes. time around which is yeah. really smart um yeah, it's just a fantastic game. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's like one of those people, oh, it's not a game. It's like, this is one of the most gamey games yeah. I've played because it's Completely. like, there's so much exposition in the mechanics, mm. more so than most AAA games that I've played. You know, it's like how I always come back to like Gone Home. It's like, that only works as a game. The, the things that you're doing, the things that you interact with, way to switch on all the lights and then you see a note it's like you're just as bad as your father leaving all the lights on and stuff like mm. that and it's like there's so much exposition via such simple mechanics that that can only be described as a game for me so mm-hmm. yeah 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 i think we're a bit um i, I suppose walking simulator uh, almost i don't know did it start as a kind of like a derogatory term for something i almost feel we like did, it, yeah. it did yeah. uh, but actually you know whether we talk about them as news games narrative exploration walking similar whatever we mm. spoken about stroll ago. playing stroll game. playing yes, yeah. yes. um you know whether we talk about them they are games they, they yes yeah. they're experiences but every game is an experience you know mm. some are slightly more passive and some are slightly more active than others just because you're constantly holding forward to run down a street or you know you you tapping r2 constantly to shoot doesn't make it any more of a game when you're wiping exactly when you're wiping your finger across a screen to unveil Mm -hmm. something um it's 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 i think really it's kind of like a non-argument that that people kind of put forward to, to just make themselves I suppose feel a bit more superior that they're playing all of the big boy AAA games, <laughs> yeah. and someone uh. else is sat there on their kind of their mobile. Um, I know when we spoke last time, I think mm. from the way you described it, I said it sounded really accessible and actually sounded like something I should give to Kim. And yeah, yeah. whilst um, I think it was yesterday evening, I um, played a chunk of the game whilst Kim was watching something. And I'm just nudging her like, look, look at this. Look, look what I'm doing now. And she's, you know, she wasn't invested. She hadn't started the game mm. with me and stuff. But it, it's it's definitely something that when we've we settled down from our move, I'm going to sit down with her and be like, look, we've got an evening. Rather yeah. than watching yeah. something on iPlayer or Netflix, Let's just just, yeah. just play this. I, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to sit mm-hmm. here. I'm just going to chill out, watch you play, and just see how she gets on with it. Yeah, so. uh, uh, this is an real elitist way of thinking but i think we can appreciate it as gamers because we're looking at the mechanics also yeah and it's like oh you're portraying this via doing that and i don't know if you know just like casual gamers or anything like that 
will oh. pick up on that. Oh, so casual. <laughs> so, there's no, there's no better... I couldn't think of a better term to use. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it'll be interesting to see if uh, they pick up on those mechanics and understand why it's so genius. But um, mm. I think the story's like relatable enough and um, like personal enough for everyone yeah. to like get that out of the experience if even if they don't necessarily think oh this is a pretty good way of using mobile like tactile uh, controls and mechanics in that way mm. they can just relate to the story instead so that's Completely. why it seems really accessible to me yeah it's on yeah. both levels and it's it, it's not kind of uh, you were saying um you know it was relatable for you i think it, it it's not just a gender thing I think for me, I sort of I got to a point in the game where I almost sort of like choked up, and mm, I'm just sort yeah. of thinking, shit, like okay, yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> this this it, it hits home completely. You know, I've been in it this does, situation absolutely. before. It's it, this is exactly how things play out. It, it's really good in, yeah. you know, not sort of like sugarcoating anything. Um, you know, picking those significant moments within, um, you know, your first kind of big love relationship sort of thing, um, and really showing you the like the dynamic between two people really well and as i say mm. not sugarcoating it they're not um you know you know they're not sort of telling a faux story the the these are situations which yeah. anyone has probably already found themselves in yeah you know? it's not it's not a fairy tale ending or anything mm. well kind of is but anyway <laughs> it's a, it's a, a uh, pleasant it's, it's a nice yeah, ending. It's, it's, yeah it's like your heart's breaking but at the same time i I played with a massive smile on my face, mm. and um, after we finished recording, because I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but I generally laughed out loud at one point. Um, it was just for the people who've played it, um, and and you, Ben. But yes. um, it's when you're unpacking things, mm. and the very last thing. I don't know if you remember, but I burst out laughing at that part. <laughs> on, I'll have to on. remind you of her. He moved, he moved in with her, so it wasn't a yes. giant dildo, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> different game, different game. <laughs> but it yes. was um, the very last uh, un- uh, unpacking that you did. I'll, oh God, I'll what remind you, do? you later. Like hallway... Oh, I remember. Yes. The bathroom. Yes, the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. that made me. Laugh, <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> I did. I did think that's that is exactly right. Yeah, that is exactly like my bathroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, oh, that nice. was really good. Um, yes, everyone play Florence. It's absolutely fantastic. It's like three pound fifty. Mm. It's the, that'll it's be the cost. one of my games of the year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, no doubt. Absolutely, no doubt. I mean, it's it's cheaper. Than both of the beers I have drank, or you know, this one that I will be drinking, yeah. it's cheaper than the beers that I'm drinking tonight. It's it's and a it lasted brainer. longer. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. Did I get more joy from it? Mm, it's hard to measure joy. Mm. Yeah, but when you're at work, that's zero joy. Yeah, compared to beer, that's at least an eight out of ten joy. Yes, yes. Games, they've got to be, you know, uh, you know, depends on the game, I suppose, yeah, doesn't definitely. it? Depends on the beer as well. Hmm. Um, I'm going to jump into another beer because I've run out of faux mosaic. Um, I haven't had a Beaver Town beer for ages, or at least on the podcast for ages, so I've got Beaver Town. Double chin, double neck oil. There's Ooh. a skull with lots of candles. It's a, definitely a party beer. Yeah. 
Um, I think it's a special beer. I don't remember. Yeah. Originally brewed for our fourth birthday. Yeah, yeah. Yes, to celebrate I great remember. beer and the people who make it. Uh, it's 8.6%. It gives me no information about what's in the beer whatsoever. But it's got some cool <laughs> skulls on it and some hearts and some yeah. candles. Yeah, I remember drinking that one. Mm, mm. What I find interesting is that neck oil is actually a uh, term for like uh, the black country um, for people who are outside of the UK or even inside the UK, which is a region of like northern Birmingham. It's sort of like yeah, Dudley, Wolverhampton up there. Dudley, Dudley, um, a bunch of yam yams. I don't know how to talk, but anyway. <laughs> um, Neckle is like a colloquial term for like just drink. Yep. You know, like get it down your neck and just lubricate your throat. Neckle. So I thought that was pretty interesting. We've definitely had. I, I'm pretty sure I've had double neck oil before. Yeah, they've had a, they've had a few. I mean, they've had multiple variants on the neck oil, like not brand, but um beer or, I don't know but they've had all throughout the years they usually bring out like one special edition neck oil yeah and they still have like their their, their standard neck oil that's always uh, readily available one of their um mainstay beers but usually like for their fourth birthday for this one they bring out a special edition one mm. so this beer mm it's a bit lighter. It's not quite as hazy in colour as the foam mosaic. It's almost a really light straw. Um, slightly translucent. I can see quite a lot of light through it. Yeah. I can almost discern your face <laughs> if I'm looking th- at the screen through my beer. Almost. Not quite. Uh, very carbonated. Again, another beer where the nose and the flavour are very similar. But... It's very smooth. So easy to drink. Not bitter at all. I'm not getting that alcoholic sweetness, you know, eight point six percent. Like yeah. with, with one of those cloud waters. You kind of expect a little bit of that alcoholic sweetness to kind of come through. But with mm-hmm. this I'm not getting that at all. Maybe a, a little bit of orange on there. Just a tiny bit of orange perhaps. But that's kind of all I'm getting. It, it it tastes, you know, obviously tastes of, of hops, tastes of beer, tastes of malts. But I'm finding it very difficult to pick out anything, mm. anything pushing, obvious, really pushing yeah. through. It feels like it's just a very well-balanced Yeah, beer. nothing shouting out, nothing, no, nothing trying shouting to take out. the spotlight. Like I say, maybe just that mm-hmm. slight hint of orange kind of pushing through just a little more. Yeah. But... Oh, that's very nice, and it's very easy to drink. Oh my god, eight point six percent. Too easy. Oh well. <laughs> Fuck oh, it. Oh well, doesn't matter. My it first doesn't. beer was gone. Yes. And I was trying to hold back. <laughs> <laughs> it's now where I, I move slightly more away from the microphone, so I'm very, very quiet as I just lounge in my chair. <laughs> I'll sit up. I'll sit up so you can hear what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's really good. Good. For a beer where the flavour doesn't hit you, doesn't push through. Yeah, that's very good. That's very yeah, good. Yeah, sometimes you just want to... It's like, this knows what it's doing. Mm. 
doesn't need to have one thing that's better than the other. It's what it is, well balanced, and it's amazing. Mm. I'm trying to keep the keep the beer in my mouth for a little bit longer to see if my tongue can pick up any extra flavours. Yeah. But I might, it might be too close to the foam mosaic, perhaps. To yeah. try that. I may I may That's try that water. a little bit later. Yes. Yeah. Cleanse the palate. I'll have a quick red wine or something just before I am. So we'll jump back into games. Lucy. Been playing much? I've been playing a lot. Oh. Oh. That's um, not that's not really that surprising, <laughs> is it? <laughs> only some things I'm gonna touch on. Um because I've played and started and finished Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, yes. That is a good game. It is a very good game. That is a good game. I never played it originally back in the day, mm. um, but I can see why um, it has, you know, it's lauded and like just critically acclaimed. Yeah. Um, especially for a game that came out. Back in 2005, when yeah, literally that. everything around then was just a, basically a GTA clone. <laughs> um, to have something that's just like so serene and so, I don't know, just abstract and mm. like, you know, just open, empty world. Not, not in a yeah. you know, disparaging way, but an empty world. And you're just slaying these massive behemoths and everything like that. It, 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 there's nothing else like it. Like all the games I've played since that came out, since two thousand five, n- nothing else I can like really compare it to. Even though there's obviously like um, you know there's inspirations from it, and there's like certain mechanics from it, and like you look at like the climbing stuff, and you just think this is probably like a few years later stuff like that was. You know that that guy went to the Nathan Drake School of Climbing, and yes, it's like yeah. you know you can just definitely see like inspirations from it, but there's nothing actually like it, and mm. it's special in that way. Um, for me, the the controls are a bit finicky. I, I can forgive it because it's you know running off code from PS2 games, but the uh, controls and the camera were a bit temperamental, and the yeah. horse pissed me off. Yeah. But even so, that is a fantastic game. It is. A, just, yeah. I mean, as you say, some of the controls. So, uh, is it triangle that you press to uh, get the horse yeah, to start to speed up and then to speed up? Yeah. Uh, mm. Without just you know, I was saying earlier, you know, some games have you swiping a screen. Some games have you just pressing forward. And actually, mm. this would have just been a, a bit better if you maybe had just, you know, you press. Uh, slightly forward, it's pressure sensitive. You press slightly forward, and the the horse will just canter or trot. Yeah. And you know, then you 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 fully press forward, and he goes right into a gallop and stuff. That that mm. that might have been a little bit better for kind of modern gamers. Um, yeah. And yeah. even uh, not this, even this, modern gamers, was... people that had played mm. it before, but people that are now used to that mm. as yeah. kind of like the default control scheme. Yeah, I think there's four different controller presets, like old yes. and old alternative and modern modern alternative. Mm. I only played with like the default one. Um Which which I think ones. the default one which is modern, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, that it was a bit finicky, but you know, got around it. It's 
you can just you know indulge in the splendor of that game and the controls don't really um, get too much in the way but yeah I just wanted to reiterate that that's a fantastic game and it and remasters um, as much as everyone you know maligns them and everything like that they serve a purpose I mean I would have never played this game I had so many people talking about it and had really no clue what it was but it's like I've played it now seen the majesty of it and it's like I get that I get that now and it's like going forward talking about games I can just say this is this was the landmark this was yes yeah this is where games peaked on like PlayStation 2 for example yeah completely um, I think it came quite late in PlayStation 2's life didn't it year before like the PS3 came out PS3 must yeah yeah PS3 must have been 2007 2008, maybe? 2006, uh, I think, because Xbox was 2005. Jeez, was it? It was that long ago, yeah. Okay, no. I just know there was a year between the two. Mm. Yeah, that sounds right. Xbox 360, 2005. Yeah, yeah. I think what so, was it? yeah. What did it take them, what are they saying, 14 years to make The Last Guardian? So, yeah, it's probably <laughs> <laughs> 12 years to make it. So, yeah, yeah that's about right. 2005-ish, mm. yeah, yeah. I'm actually, well, no, I was going to lie. I said I'm actually intrigued by The Last Guardian, but I'm not. <laughs> not at all. It definitely, after playing Shadow of the Colossus, it definitely made me think more. It made uh, me think more about it. About, about The Last Guardian, and it actually made me think more about um, kind of the negative reviews that, that it, or the negative, yeah, like, the negative that. thoughts that I had, which had been influenced by other people's thoughts kind of on mm. the game. And, you know, maybe thinking, oh, maybe I should kind of, you know, rethink this knowing that it's kind of like the same team but I'd imagine after 14 years it's not a lot of the same team so yeah exactly exactly but and you'd have thought maybe mm. after 14 years they'd have refined what yeah. they were doing as and well it's just a shame that like a complete darling in like developers terms could go from making one of the best games that were on, was on PS2 to a game like literally everybody forgot about on PS4. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like Sony's biggest folly, isn't it? Even more so than like No Man's Sky. Yeah. Because that's an internal studio, isn't it? Like, yes. Whoever makes, whoever makes No Man's Sky, what's the name of the studio? Hello Games. Remember. Hello Games. Mm. They're an external studio, so, you know, Sony only had so much control. Yeah, well, it, yeah, it right. came to came to PC um, like day and date, didn't it? With with PlayStation Four, it's coming to um, Xbox now as well. They, they announced yeah today it's coming to Xbox as well. Okay. Anyway, anyway <laughs> moving on. Um, Maybe if it's six quid, you might think about it. I think games with gold game. Oh, games straight to Games Pass. You still have to pay for that. Yeah, well, I guess true. you have to pay you to for pay for games with gold. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if it was just free for everybody. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, of a game of play, I, w- I won't speak about this oh. because I know you are in the midst of season one of oh. Telltale Batman. Yes. Um, the last episode for season two came out Tuesday or Wednesday, um, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I've already spoke about the uh, series. Um, overall plot wasn't getting down with that much, but um, how they 
take the characters, these well-established characters, and give them different paths, different different kind of identities, different mm. backgrounds. I think is really interesting, and they did that for the last episode, especially uh, of season two, um, because depending on your choices in light, it's probably just season uh, episode four. Sorry, um, I doubt it. I doubt it's your decisions throughout the whole of the season because that just seems too complex on in terms of a, a programming um, standpoint. But your choices in season in episode four can really diverge the path in episode five. Mm. You can have this character, this certain character go one way or the other way. Completely different, completely diverging paths. Um, I think in the end it's still like, you know, classic Telltale, it all rounds back at the same place. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I was really happy with my decision in episode four and where that particular character went. Okay. Because it's like, one of them, it's like, oh, I've already seen this done in several other media, you know. Mm. It's like, okay. But the other one, it's like, I have never seen this side to this character, and it's like, I'm super interested with that, and it did pay off in the end. And there's a real, like, it's going to be a season three. Fingers crossed, anyway. But um, leaves on, like, sort of a cliffhanger. And it's like, ooh. The, the decision at the end of three... Where could this go? Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's good. Nice. It it, it came back around for me. Do you see yourself revisiting, like, episode four to make the decision that, you you know, that that big turning decision in the opposite way? Just to see what happens. I always say, like, with Telltale Games, it's like, yeah, I really want to see the other, other, um, other path. And usually it's like, yeah, I want to see it, but I'm not really going to invest the time. Mm-hmm. But this is probably the one of the first times I'm like really motivated to do it. I can't say that I definitely will, but it's one of the times where I'm just like, yeah, I want to actually see what that is, even though it's a path that is usually taken by other, you know, bat- Batman stories in the media and yeah, yeah, you know, comics, films, TV. I'd still like to see the Telltale take on it because. Mm. Um, these are naturally grittier um, than like most TV shows and films can be uh, that try and get a wider audience. So yeah, yeah, yeah. very much. It's it's mm. definitely the most interesting. Uh, you know, excluding comics, mm. it's it's definitely the most interesting sort of take on on Batman. Uh, um, yeah. you know, of recent memory. Um, yeah, you know, I even really including it, yeah. the you know even including the Christopher Nolan films, which are. Yes, they're kind of like insane billionaire pretends to be a fucking bat you know, <laughs> in in the real world yeah. without it being sort of like a comic book adaptation as such. Uh, but uh, I, I suppose maybe there's something to say about you know actually playing Batman as well, isn't there? You mm. know, the Arkham games, brilliant, absolutely fantastic games so to good. play, but I cannot remember the story from any of them. No, I can't. To be honest, <laughs> I I remember the Mister Freeze boss battle. That was cool. Oh yeah, yeah, and Killer Croc in the sewers. Yeah, and the best yeah. part of those games, the Scarecrow missions. Mm. Those are good, but I don't remember the overall plot, not at all. No, couldn't tell you. Something about Arkham City, where the Joker had his own district 
Yeah, he had some playground there. Or yeah, but maybe it wasn't him that was the main bad. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember. There was someone else involved. No one knows. No. Yeah. No. Which is yeah. Which which kind of <laughs> is what drew me to you know like from what you'd said at least, which is what yeah. drew me to the Telltale kind of Batman games. Mm. Um, and I I think you know I'm I'm right at the end of Wolfenstein two. Yeah. So once I've you know. I say once I've smashed it out, I'm, I'm still on the um, I'm still on the third difficulty. I might I might have to drop it back down again. Just give just up, because, just do it. Well, I think I'm right at the end. I'm on the fucking you know whatever they've got the airship type mm. hovercraft vehicle thing. Oh yeah, you're right at the end. I've got to almost you know you go up this lift and suddenly there's these you know the the big armored suit guys turn up. Kill all of them, and then there's two giant guys <laughs> in giant armored suits, and I I must have done that maybe ten or twelve times. And really? I, yeah, I'm I did the of... first time. Just kept running underneath, shooting the Nazis, getting their armor. Oh motherfucker! Well, I keep trying <laughs> to shoot them with like heavy weapons, so I'm really slow to move. Yeah. Oh no no no! Running gun. Oh. Running gun. Okay. All right. Or. Just drop it down to the easiest difficulty, blast through that bit, and then just pop it back up. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what you if have there to do is any more after game. this kind of bit. Because I assume there must be some kind of, you know, boss battle at the end of the game. I don't know yet, but once I finished Wolfenstein Two, yes, yeah. once I finished it, I will jump back into, um, you know, the first season of of Batman. I think I'm mid episode three. Okay, yeah. I think. <laughs> You're somewhere. I'm somewhere. I'm, I'm in it. Yeah. I can tell you what's happened, and I kind of, I you know, I know storyline wise. <laughs> as we were saying, it's one of the more interesting kind of stories, uh, and and takes on all of the characters and stuff. Like I can mm. tell you exactly kind of, you know, what's happening and the dynamic between Bruce and, and and the characters that are kind of there. But yeah, yeah. Whether that's happening in episode three or episode four, I don't know. And I, I can't remember what exactly happened to the breakdown of each uh, episode, but I know the overall plot. I think that's that, and that's part of it when you um when you play like these Telltale games, which are episodic, mm. all in one go. It kind yeah. of doesn't matter what happens between each episode. Nah, not at all. No. Whereas if you are playing it episodically, I suppose. And I I I don't think there has been apart from. Maybe the Walking Dead, the first season of The Walking Dead, which I think is the only Telltale game I have played episode by episode as it released. I think I played everything else just as one. Yeah, game I've, I've gradually started to do that. Yeah, I, I think because I usually wait for them on sale. Yes. Because fix your engine, Telltale. Even though Batman <laughs> runs really well. Does it? But, yeah. Does it really? <laughs> it does. Not, <laughs> oh, not, not yours, but <laughs> but season two runs really well on uh, Xbox One X, I must say. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting going forward to see if the other ones work as well. It will. I mean, did you um, did you ever? Well, when you played uh, Life is Strange, did you play that episodically or in one go? Yeah, because because I love that. I was like, I need to play it. Need to play it. Need to play it episodically. Yeah. Yeah, and 
I think, like like I just said, with, with Batman, I don't think it matters kind of what happens in each episode. It's kind of, you know, more the, the through thread of the mm. season. Yeah. Was was Life is Strange a little bit more episodic in that sense? Uh, no, you could play that all in one go. I mean, yes. yeah. it's, it's like, I think it's just de- dependent on if you, well, if you can wait, if depending on when you've bought it, have you bought it two episodes in, three episodes in? I, I don't think there's anything to say with the like flow of the episodes, mm. like if it if it pays to have like a week's break or not or I wouldn't say there is. It's very like that game uh it's not like that game Orwell that I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh this year. Um the second season the last two episodes have come out now um, I just wanted to wait for those because um, it's a lot of reading, it's a lot of arti- reading articles, reading into like the uh, granular things um, yeah and it like it pays to play play those like close together for me because it's like, oh yeah I remember this I remember this tidbit of information, I remember how this small minutia could play a part in what my decisions are mm. whereas um telltale or life is strange i honestly think that is like more the overall story and the minutia is basically just world buildings in that sure. sense yeah rather yeah. than um critical like mechanics um and plot points in that sense but um yeah i think you can play that Anyhow you want, I think it's worth playing them when they're like five months apart or something like that, because you do forget. Mm, um, yeah, very much. Mm, but otherwise, yeah, I think playing them all in one, you're not going to lose anything from that. Yeah, yeah, that's Sorry. fair. I mean, I know with um, with Game of Thrones, I played the first three episodes, um, and it was one that I, I think I bought the season pass for it, after the second episode had released so I played the first and second the third was maybe only a week or two away so then I played that and then I didn't pick it back up at all until last year you know after everything had been released and when the the you know the next episode started up I'm thinking who the fuck are all these people? <laughs> what? Oh, I remember. Yeah, okay, yeah, I do yeah. remember this character, but why is she here? Uh, okay, yeah, that, that's fine. But it's an interesting dynamic to kind of take against, say, like, TV shows. Uh, you know, and, and why make, uh, you know, episodic game versus, you know, just making one experience? You know, mm. And that can uh, be I mean, I mean, financially for a mm. studio. And, you know, there might be loads yeah, true, of different reasons true. why it might be episodic, yeah. but... The only thing you can kind of compare it to is is TV and a, and a serialized mm-hmm. TV show which comes out in episodes. And a lot of TV shows are, you know, are longer or they have more episodes than than these than video games have. You know, video games have maybe five or six yeah. episodes, whereas TV shows are maybe more, you know, twelve or or twenty four kind of episodes. And if you kind of look at things like say like the X Files. Each season has like this through line, which which plays out in maybe f- three or four episodes, maybe five, and actually a lot of the other ones are, are quite standalone. Yeah. And we haven't really seen that with video games yet. You know, we haven't seen mm. you know Bruce either you know make business decisions or go out as Batman 
just to defeat one enemy and that's it for that episode it has no big impact on the overarching story we yeah. kind of, we've not really reached that point yet and I, I think I th- it'd be interesting yeah. if a developer actually went right we're gonna do 13 episodes mm. every episode is going to release every fortnight every two weeks you know it'd be a bit much I suppose if they did it every yeah. week but you know we have one episode every two weeks and we have maybe half of them are big episodes which which lead to the overarching story and then we have these standalone episodes which can either be you know slightly more comical they can take the character out of context a little bit they can explore the character a little bit more Mm. give you a bit more exposition kind of explain their you know their status in society or you know you know whatever they kind of want to do with it and i think that would be an interesting take to push mm-hmm. these kind of episodic games, really, because you know every Telltale game that comes out is almost the same. It's five or six episodes, which are just the story. Hmm. Yeah. To uh, to elaborate on what you're saying, I think um, because I remember like like previous um, Telltale games, they actually said. Depending on the uh, decisions the majority of people make, because you can get a breakdown of how your decisions match up with other people's, your friends, and globally. They they did say they did used to say, oh, we tweet this in the next episode, or we yeah. made this character more likable, this character more hateable. We did this, we did that, we did look at the stats, and we did change accordingly. I mean, the overall script is pretty black and white at that point. Yeah, but it's like just the uh, slight tweaks. I think that was that was probably more prevalent when it was more of a novel mm. idea, like in, back in the Walking Dead days and Wolf Among Us days, whereas now it's like, well, before Telltale had their kind of uh, restructuring, it was like a Telltale game every week. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah. So it was less novel, probably less people tweeting about it, probably less people, you know, clamouring for, like, different decisions and stuff like that and for their decisions to actually matter it's just become a staple of like the in quotes adventure game um, genre very much Um, but what you're describing there's a game from Sam Barlow who made her story yes which is excellent great game yes Um, he's got a new I don't know if I can call it a game, but probably more an interactive series. Um, it's called War Games. It's based on the Matthew Broderick 1980s film. Mm. But it's apparently going to... It's an ongoing... like It's like Night Trap, but if Night Trap was good. <laughs> like If you were actually looking at the relevant information and not just... Oh, I have this weird puzzle to solve over here, but the kidnapping is going on in like another screen yeah the scantily clad women somewhere else (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like why am i looking at this screen to progress in the game when the actions and the interesting stuff is actually over there yeah um but yeah it's it's on steam i think it's coming to consoles and i think it is this kind of interactive story that actually like melds to how people are interacting with it and it's like Mm. an ongoing i wouldn't say live surface but ongoing like storytelling game i, I do okay. want to check it out um it came to steam i think i think there's a free version 
but that's with ads, but you can buy it for like £3 on Steam or something like that. Yeah. But I saw it's coming to console and I was thinking achievements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just wait Might a wait little bit. Yeah, just wait yeah. a little bit longer. But that sort of sounds like maybe what you're trying to say, like mm. a more long tail kind of experience that actually the decisions matter. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like depending on how many people play it, how many people are responding to it, it changes accordingly. Um, Complete. I suppose it's it's very hard, uh, especially if you you know you play a game like a Telltale game where you have to make decisions. So you have a standalone episode where uh, you know I like take X Files. You have a standalone episode where they go out and. You know, at the end of the episode, Mulder can either believe that it is a supernatural occurrence um, and continue to feel that, or you know, based on Scully's recommendation, that there's some you know scientific kind of thing to it. That I suppose would have a knock-on effect of his character, mm. which would change the overall storyline or how he would think about. But the he always believed. He did always. And Scully course, was always a cynic. Maybe, maybe, maybe. X Files is a bad example, but <laughs> if, um, if if twenty years ago X Files was to change slightly, yes, yes, I get you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose it's maybe harder to kind of give that you know standalone third or fourth episode for them to then in the fifth episode to kind of be like, well, none of that in the last episode actually matters. We haven't taken any of those decisions. You know, you've your character has made a very big decision and actually change the way that they think about things yeah. but we're just going to revert to the episode before that mm-hmm. on how they're going to progress so yeah it's probably quite a hard thing to, to yeah implement in terms of how work yeah in terms of how much of a slow ship yes game development is you can't be like okay you um contractor actors who are just fresh out of uni in fact we're not actually paying you this is just for your experience to put on your cv Come yeah, here again yeah. for another two weeks and just film this. <laughs> yeah, completely. We're not going to pay you or let you eat between shoots, but, you know. Just smash them out. On. Smash them <laughs> out. You've got 17 different versions of episode four to make. Come on. Get to it. <laughs> yeah. I suppose maybe they could... No, let's not, let's not get into that. But, yeah, a hard thing to implement. I suppose that actually what I want from a game is maybe just what I should be getting from TV. Yeah, pretty much. Watch Netflix. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't make the decisions. Anyway, let's talk about our beers. Unless you have more games to just talk one about. more game. Oh, okay. That I will quickly touch upon because it's a good game. In fact, I'd call it a great game. It's called Octahedron. Ooh. Like the shape, so I'm told has more than eight sides, <laughs> <laughs> maybe more than eight vertices. I don't know maths, but anyway, um, it's called Octahedron. It's made by a company called Demi Monde. Mm. Apparently, it's one guy, which is super impressive. Um, it came out last week, days. I don't know. 20th of March. I think that was last week at the time of recording. Um, it is a platformer. That's a 
best way I can describe it, 2D platformer, it's not exactly a rhythm platformer, it doesn't exactly uh, match the mechanics and the gameplay to the to the rhythm of the sounds um, and the beat in the back, but okay. sound does play a good part of it, it's, it, it very much matches up with your actions, but your actions aren't dependent on the music and vice versa but Mm. um it's very colorful it's a very kind of neon looking game um it's typically uh each level is like i wouldn't say single screen but you're trying to get to like the from the bottom to the top of the screen it's like one one continuous level there's no extra screens there's no extra you know, there's no moving laterally or anything like that. It's sort of like Downwell, but imagine it ending eventually and in the <laughs> in the opposite direction. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, but it's... Up tunnel. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Up shaft. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, uh, it's quite challenging, um, okay. but it's fair. The controls are pretty good. The uh, there's there's a few collectibles that you can get on the way, um, mm. and there's a few things that you can do like um, like collect so many things, so many little, little triangles. There's about seven, no eight, because it's octahedron. Octahedron, yeah, ah. yeah. There's eight little collectibles on the way. You can do it. There's no particular you know reward for it, but you can do that. You can. Um, try and get under par, i.e. how many jumps does this take me um, to get to the top of the level and everything mm. like that. But um, it's it's a really rewarding, really satisfying platformer. The controls yeah. are good. And it's one of those, It's I always say, like, you know, some games, they have a, you know, central mechanic. In this one, it's basically you can form platforms underneath you. Mm. So you can jump, and then a little platform comes underneath you when you press, I can't remember what it is, like X or something. And so you can then jump a little bit higher with that extra height from the platform. Yeah. So it has that central mechanic, and then that's built upon in every single world. I think there's about five worlds altogether, and then a final boss at the end. Um, But it's one of those games that is like the mechanics... They always get built upon, and it's so it, it that always keeps the game refreshing and interesting. But this just does it to the nth degree. It's mm. like every single level, there's something new, something new trying to kill you, something new, a new way to platform like bouncing balls, or I don't know, like little teleporters or something. It yeah. always keeps it fresh, it always keeps it exciting you never know what's around the next corner what's in the next level and it's like at a certain point you just think all right slow down how many different mechanics can you throw at me and in like some level some of the levels it's like everything's there yeah. but everything makes sense everything is well executed and everything has its place nice so it never feels overwhelming in the sort of different mechanics it's thrown at you, the sort of different elements, uh, environmental challenges or anything like that. It's, mm. it, it's, it all comes together really nicely. It's a really good package. So, um, I don't know, check it out. I think it's about 
I, th- I think it was on sale originally when it first came out, but I think it's about ten pounds. What and did you play it on? Play it on Xbox One. Um, it's on Steam. I think it's on PS4. Pretty okay. sure it is. This would make a cliche. Make a perfect Switch game. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's on PC and consoles. Yeah. But but yeah, honestly, check it out. The soundtrack is pretty good. Um. It's not too challenging. It's not like Super Meat Boy in like com- comparison terms of challenging. It'll kick your ass every single time. Mm. It's fair. The controls are tight. It's a really good platformer. Nice. Published by Square Enix. Um, it's part of this. Uh, what's it called? Square Enix Collective. Oh, where collective, they get all these yeah. Indie, yeah. Where they get all these indie games. It's like. They put them on Square in its collective website. People vote on it. It's like, would you like to see this, you know, published, coming to mm. fruition, be a final game? You say yes or no. This was one of the ones that got through. And good for them, because it's a really good game. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. I think I saw you tweet about it, actually. Yeah, it's really good. It was the best game that came out that day. <laughs> sea of Thieves came out that day. Ooh. And everyone knew that was going to be garbage anyway, so there you go. <laughs> to be fair, a lot of people have said, "What is this? It's kind of like Xbox's No Man's Sky." Everyone knew it was going to be that. Well, sensible people knew it was going to be that, though. It's like, come on, people, stop letting them pull the wool over your eyes. These game, I have no doubt that this game is going to have a long tail, and it, people are going to love it. There's going to yeah. be a community around it. And there'll be six years worth of updates like Final Fantasy Fifteen and mm. Rainbow Six Siege and Dying Light that is still getting content, content yeah. somehow. But for now, it's bare... Hold on. Bare skull and bones? <laughs> <laughs> There's a pun in there somewhere. You're trying to, th- you're trying to find something. Adol would have just been like, bam, <laughs> yeah. there it is. He'd have been right in there. He would have, he would have instantly yeah. known. Um... <laughs> Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. Your beers for this evening. Let's finish mm. there. Let's talk about some beers. Um, the, out of the two that you had, which was the Enigma and the Enigma Citra? Or oh, Citra Enigma. Citra Enigma, okay. Yeah. Um, I preferred the Citra Enigma. Um, I yeah. don't know if it's purely because it's got mosaic hops in it. I love mosaic hops. Mm. But it was... A bit sweeter, which isn't always good for me because I prefer more bitter beers, mm-hmm. which the other one was. But this was sweeter, it was maltier, it was fruitier. And for some reason, all those things combined just made it a bit better than the other one because the other okay. one was more bitter. I think it, the taste was a bit more subdued. Yeah. Um, But... Yeah, it has to be the Dipper Citra Enigma, just because yeah. it was a bit more flavourful, a bit more fruity. Um, the other one's more bitter and piney, which I like as well. If they were both put into the same beer, it'd just be like the best thing ever. But um, to decide which is my favourite, it has to be the Dipper Citra Enigma. Yeah, cool, cool. Both very new beers as well. Yeah, Obviously released at the same time, maybe last month? But at least in the last couple of weeks, recent, perhaps. Yeah, I only picked them up maybe last week. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, I was I was thinking a little bit more about this 
this Beaver Town, um, what was it? The double oh, chin, yeah. double neck oil. Mm. Um, and just from the kind of like the viscosity of the f- of the actual liquid itself as I'm mm. drinking it, it it reminded me a lot of the um, like the Sierra Nevada Hop Hunter, which is the oh, yeah. the Sierra Nevada beer which has um, like hop oil in it. Mm-hmm. And I know nothing about neck oil in Beaver Town's terms. Whether it's their beer that they put hop oil in and yeah. then just iterate on that kind of beer and make different beers of that. They but actually it, have a beer called Lupaloid. Yes. Which they I do. think they actually use like. Something. Yeah, like Lupaloids. Lupaloid powder or something like that. Yeah. I was going to say Lupin powder, that just sounds like a wolf. But yeah, they actually use the powder to like the hop bones it. of a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> That's you know why there's no wolves in Scotland anymore. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, it kind of you know I don't know whether they do have hop oil in it, but it. it yeah, mm. Whether it's just a, a, a kind of like the sub, a, a submersive, a submersive, no, a subversive message that comes across by something being called neck oil, which kind of makes me think that that perhaps it's like a hop oil in there rather than, mm. or yeah. not not rather than hops, but sort of like alongside the hops. But it definitely has that kind of that viscosity to it, which makes me think that there is a hop oil within it, perhaps. Mm. Uh, but it didn't change much from. You know, from when I first supped it to, to you know, the, the the end, there's still a slight, or at least I'm getting still a slight bit of orange to it. The foam mosaic didn't have much of an impact on it in that way. I'm still getting that slight bit of orange. It was just as good, uh, you know, when I first started supping it to, to, to the end. Uh, the foam mosaic was a nice beer, very refreshing pale ale. Didn't quite have the, the hoppy punch that I kind of want from an American pale ale. Um, so I think for for me this week the Beaver Town the double chin double neckle kind of just picks it just a little bit but okay. both yeah. both very both good close. beers yeah, yeah both mm. you know the 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 foam mosaic would be perfect to you know crack open at maybe two o'clock three o'clock in the afternoon and to drink you know late into the evening and mm-hmm. you know just to kind of have that whereas the Beaver Town really well balanced. Uh, as I say, I'm not picking out. I'm, there's a lot of flavour in there, but I can't yeah. pick out many individual flavours. It's balanced so well that there's a lot of stuff going on that kind of creates its own flavour mm. profile almost, um, which is very hard to describe, at least at the moment. <laughs> I think perhaps if I hadn't yeah. had you know the foam mosaic and the couple of beers I'd had earlier this evening, I. I might have, you know, if this was the first beer of the day, mm. maybe something would have would have come out. But but sometimes you just have a beer where everything, you know, just goes in perfect symphony, and it's nothing's, you know, beating out the other one to yeah yeah claim the spotlight. Yeah, completely. The definition of a well balanced beer because mm. everything is, you know. Um, it's greater than the sum of its parts, basically. Yeah, definitely. 
Hmm. Definitely perfect way to describe it. So yeah, double the Beaver Town double chin double neck oil is my pick for the week. But I'll definitely pick up a, a, a lost and found again. Yeah, when yeah. I see it. So nice. So Lucy, if people mm. want to talk to you about games, about beers, how do they do that? They can follow me on Twitter. Uh, you can search Juicy Loose Nine, or the actual Twitter handle is Tanked Up Lucy. Can add me Juicy Loose on Untapped, Juicy Loose Nine on Xbox and PlayStation. Nice. Uh, I'm at Nova underscore forty seven on Twitter or Nova underscore forty seven on PlayStation or Steam. If you'd like to add me um, on Untapped, we are Tanked Up Cast. I don't think I put the underscore in. Whereas on Twitter, we are Tanked Up underscore Cast. Or you can send us some long form messages. You could, you know, email us tankedupcast at gmail dot com. Let us know your thoughts on the episode. Let us know your thoughts on tanked up podcasts. I suppose we'll probably ignore them <laughs> and just continue on as we do. Which probably puts people off me saying that, doesn't it? Send us no, your thoughts. Not. We'll ignore them. No. <laughs> send us your thoughts. I want to know how you got on with Florence because yes. Ben told you to play it. And the amount of time we've been speaking since, you've probably finished it. More so than likely. Know how it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very true. It, it mm. probably is about a 50-minute game, which you've now finished. <laughs> so, yes, good. Uh, what else is there? We are part of outoflives.net. Go there, listen to other podcasts, read some articles. You can also go to the Out of Lives YouTube page, where I've done a couple of videos recently about a couple of different games and, and me playing them. You can see my beautiful face... While I'm sat in front of the the camera trying to play a game, trying to talk to a you know, trying to talk and narrate whilst I'm playing a game, mm. it's really yeah. difficult. It is, you know, like say what you will about YouTubers and streamers, they can do their craft pretty well. They know? can. They some of them struggle not to say awful, awful words yes. whilst they're doing it. <laughs> but I, I had no. I- I'm guessing we're talking about the ninja <laughs> stream. Ninja. Yeah, ninja. Ninja. I I I had to listen to it about 16 times <laughs> before I understood <laughs> what he was saying because he can't rap. He might have hung around with Drake, who also cannot rap. I think he might have spent an rap. evening with him playing a game, but that's probably about it. He, he, I bet he was like. I bet he was as good as Nas, and then he hung around with Drake. <laughs> all his rapping skills Just went to hell. Him straight yeah. down. Oh no! Yeah. Ooh. So that's how I feel about modern hip hop. Yes, yes. How so, do you? You know, the, well, how do I feel? The the best. <laughs> no, not you, the listeners. Oh, the listeners. Oh, oh. Yes, tell us, listeners. Tanked up. Chance the at gmail.com. Tell us about your views on modern hip hop. My view on modern hip hop is that. Yes. Um, Whatever that Drake song is, over the top of the um, the Nintendo eShop music, is really? one of the best videos. Have you not seen this? You're gonna have oh. to send this to me after. Oh. I don't know. What Search Drake and eShop music, and it, it's <laughs> so. Do I want to? It's so perfect. <laughs> okay. It works so well. <laughs> but we're all gonna go and do that now. So for another week, we have been tanked up. Goodbye. Bye. Oh Lucy, do that do that now. I need to do that immediately. Pause, Why is pause, this? pause. Stop your recording. <laughs>